What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clement. <clears throat> Here with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Michael Platt and Ike Foddy. What's up, fellas? Happy preseason football day. What up? I think we can come up with a better name, but I, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> We're ready for it. Even though it's just a bunch of goons playing and Josh Jacobs, who's getting <laughs> Six carries on the first drive or whatever you said it was. What? What? Two drives, I think. What? What? What's going on? Why is that? Why is that happening? Gussie always got um, that. He might be a little bit expendable after them not signing that, uh, you know, fifth year extension. Bingo. Yeah, that's uh, totally goofy. Um, how's? Uh, I was just going to ask you how to, he does look good. Uh, he had a, a good first run. It was for about 10 yards. And then the next run, he got stonewalled going out <laughs> to the left. But he still looked good doing it. <laughs> That's very good. Very cool. Ike, how's your good. day, man? It's good. It's hot out, man. You work today? Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you have to work outside? Uh, just for a little bit of the day, and then I came home, hung out with my kid, and worked from home. So it was uh, it was a decent day. Nice. Yeah, it was definitely sticky out today. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, we're not doing really anything too special tonight on the show. We're pretty much just going through some of the training camp buzz and training camp news that has happened, injury news. And then uh, I did a uh, kind of like an AMA type thing on the Facebook group on Sunday. And there were some good questions in there, and I'm just going to ask you guys pretty much those same questions so I can get your guys' uh, opinions on it. Yeah, absolutely. Good. But we got some other things to uh, mention first before we hop into that, though, if you want to take that away, Dylan. Yeah, guys, if you could, we'd appreciate it if you uh, followed us and subscribed to the Fantasy Six Pack, Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. And if you could go over to fantasysixpack.net backslash plans and check out the all access plan that we got going on. It's guys, it's only $10 a month and you get access to the cheat sheet and projections, access to our award-winning rankings. And the, the best part in my opinion is access to the discord where you can talk to our whole writing staff and shoot the shit and just talk fantasy football, which we all love to do. And I know there's a lot of people out there that love to as well. Yeah. Not, not only is it a fun chat to be a part of, but you also have award-winning you know, fantasy pro finalists for rankers in that chat as well. So you can get solid advice too and have fun. Mm -hmm. And that we do guys do AMAs in there. Like our, uh, boss, Joe bond, he did an AMA in there last weekend. Same with, uh, Davis Pang did a best ball AMA. So it was uh, really good at best ball. Dude, did you ask a question in that though? Yeah, I did. I don't on which one? The best ball? Yeah, I could have swore you already told me, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but LaPlante, how about you, you want to... Gabe Davis, maybe? Yeah, it might have been. You want to go ahead and talk about our sponsor? Yeah, sure. Um, So just recently, we got sponsored by a, uh, you know, frankly, it's, it's some friends of ours, but they did so, some great work. Um, coming up with this Facebook page where you can pretty much find almost, I wouldn't say all, but a decent amount of sports memorabilia, especially, you know, this region sports memorabilia. I know uh, Dylan, he's got a nice Giannis, uh, signed Giannis basketball. 
He always loves showing it off. Right there. <laughs> I, love, I love it. It's my baby, man. But they're called American Rass. Um, and if you want to, you know, you ever need a sports memorabilia, it's a great gifting option. I know Dylan's got some uh, for, you know, Christmas and whatnot. I don't know. Ike, do you have anything from there? The only one I got is a John Lennon mini guitar. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. That is. <laughs> oh, man, that's really Yeah, cool. I got it down here. Oh, my bad, guys. No, you're fine. Well, you're looking for that. We did get a question. Uh, it is fantasy-related. Uh, who do you think is the best? This is a magic one. Oh, it looked cool, though. Um. What was it, LaPont? Sorry. Yeah, who do you think <laughs> is the best uh, first pick for fantasy football this year? I think it's Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's by far the safest. Um, if you're chasing the ceiling and don't care about maybe getting injured, I think we've talked about it already. It's probably Christian McCaffrey. He's. Yeah. You want to say that? You could say Derrick Henry, too. Yeah. Both those guys Staying are going to be projected. 24. Both of those guys are going to be projected off the charts with fantasy production, but it's just injury concerns, especially with Christian McCaffrey. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's Jonathan Taylor. You can make an argument for Cooper Cup if you're in a PPR league, um, but it's not yeah. that often a wide receiver beats out a running back in total points. So and you think he the likelihood that of that happening again? I was just well, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying you can make the argument for him, especially in a PPR league. And if I, if you can make the argument for him, you can probably make the argument for Justin Jefferson as well. But I am in total agreement with Dylan. Safety is Jonathan Taylor. If you're searching for the stars, go for Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't want to give away my information because I got a little tidbit, you know, stat for later in the show. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But so we'll move on to our, uh, you know, back to our sponsor here, American Raz. They got the uh, Facebook uh, URL down at the bottom. So if you need any sports memorabilia, especially for you know birthdays or you know. Uh, you know, any type of gifts. It's, it's a really good idea, and it's pretty cheap. It's pretty much just a raffle system. Um, they even, uh, like, recently we did a raffle for uh, a month's membership on our uh, Discord channel. Yep. You that was won, pretty cool. You could have won a month's membership for a dollar. Yeah, a dollar. You got to have good luck on it, though, man, unless you want to buy a lot of lines. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> It does take luck, but I mean, you could honestly win it for a dollar. It's it's so much fun when you win it for a dollar too, because everybody else is mad at you. Didn't we do a few uh, PS fives in there, or was that uh, a different one? That was a different one. Ah, oh, I was gonna say because didn't I, someone got it for like sixty dollars? A guy that we know. Yep. All right, but we can move on then. Um, you know, yeah, let's just, ju- let's just jump right into the training camp news then. Yep, get right uh, into the fun analysis. Well, unfortunately, we're starting off with a, a kind of a disappointing thing. Tim Patrick goes down with an ACL tear, guys. I guess he just went up, catch a football, <laughs> came down awkwardly, and it was uh, it was not good. But what I want to ask you guys, how does this affect the – Broncos offense as a whole, Ike, let's have you start. I don't think it'd be worse if like Cortland Sutton or Judy went down considering they're the starters, but I just think this just means more targets for those two and Hamler. That's about it. And Albert O will get some too. It sucks that he got hurt though. 
Yeah. It Tim sucks, Patrick so. led the Broncos in receiving yards, didn't he, last year? Past he didn't leave years. him in receiving yards. He led the uh, Broncos receiving core in fantasy points. Gotcha. Okay. I, past I did two the years, right? Yeah, the past two years. I did yeah, the research, okay. and I, he was really close in catches and yards, but there was one year. Uh, last year he got beat up by Sutton by uh, catches, and then uh, the year prior it was Judy. So technically he didn't, but he still scored the most fantasy points because mm-hmm. he was getting those touchdowns. And that's what we were gonna that's what we're gonna miss for Russell Wilson. I feel like him and KJ Hamler will have a nice connection. What's up, Joe? I know fantasy football nice, expo this week yeah. or next weekend. That's gonna be fun. Uh I'm, ex- yeah, I'm super yeah, excited. I can't, I can't wait either, man. I can't I know they, they got a lot of fun activities there. I Joe, I, Dude, I wish you we still done had the, the ability to throw a football. We should have done flag <laughs> football, man. I'm ready for it. I'll play. I mean, they take randoms. We just got to sign up. Uh, I'm in. I'm going, guys are going down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with uh, Ike. He kind of took the words out of my mouth. It, it's it's an uptick for Albert O if he gets the starting job because there's rumors for that right now. But I think he'll get the starting job over Dolchich. Dolchich. I hope so. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, but KJ Hamler. He's going to be the beneficiary of this one mostly, and he's probably going to be a solid uh, late round snag if uh, if you can get him. Otherwise, because uh, yeah, he's at this point, he's going to cash in on his draft value. He is returning from an ACL though, so there's no guarantee he's ready for Week One too, guys. You got to remember that. Just keep that in the in the back of your mind. But he could be a sneaky late. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree stretch with play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want. That kind of leads us into our next uh, segment here. Um, let's talk about that Broncos backfield. All right. I know Dylan, uh, Dylan, I believe you're the one that found this, but uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon looks to be a 70-30 split, according to Cecil Lammy of the DenverFan.com. Um, if that's true, guys, Oh my God, Javante Williams is going to smash this year, and he's going to be a top three pick next year. Yeah, if he gets seventy percent of the snaps in the backfield, guys, Javante Williams is going to be a top five running back. Oh yeah, all fantasy football. Unfortunately, someone came back and disputed it and said that by his accounts, it's been more of a fifty-four forty-six split, and that was Benjamin Albright. Um, That's what I feel like is more reasonable. Sure, I got sure. him at a sixty forty. So I mean. That's me, you know, with my hopes up, though. Yeah, yeah. 70 and, might be a lot, man. I don't know if they want to destroy him this or I don't know. And I, I'm assuming Benjamin Albright's there at training camp watching it, so I, I probably lean his opinion more with the 54-46 split. Uh, but that 70-30, when we saw that, I don't, for like two hours, I'm like, he needs to be a top five fantasy pick now all of a sudden <laughs> i just talked myself right into the training camp bus <laughs> now my, my question is 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 it 70 30 rushing work or 70 30 total work i think it was just snaps in the backfield which just seems insane if it's that man it's gonna be oh javante williams to the moon if it's 70 30 i just i, I don't if so i don't want anything I, to do with melvin gordon pump the brakes. i, I agree the brakes. I, yeah i just don't know if it's necessarily gonna be like sure. that yeah, yeah, yeah. because melvin gordon's still a very good football player yeah i mean if if that was true i'd probably have to bump javante williams into my uh my 
RB1s at that point because I am more skeptical on him because I, I like to call my shots on my guys, but if they're not my guys, it's hard to believe in their potential if they haven't shown it. You know, consistent like the, a full workload, and we just haven't seen it yet. Hopefully, now we see it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that wraps up the Broncos. Now we can jump into the next bit of news. Um, didn't want to really start the show off with this. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson news. He was uh, Sue Robinson came to the conclusion that he should be suspended six games that lasted about a day or two. And then we found out the NFL is appealing. So now we're back to um, knowing nothing again. (laughs) Little tidbit in between the news, we did get other breaking news that Miami Dolphins got their first and third round draft picks forfeited um, for tampering. And the owner, Stephen Ross, got fined, what was it, $1.5 million? I wish I had that money. Yeah, and it didn't even hurt didn't even hurt him at all, I bet. He's also suspended <laughs> from the team for a full I year, which is – you don't see that very often. No, that was kind of a, a big shock there. Like, what did you think about that? Because uh, they were trying to get Tom Brady to be a minority owner and quarterback, and they're talking to Sean Payton after the Saints had tell, had – didn't allow that, and they said, fuck it anyways. <laughs> Just stupid. Just stupid. That's what you get for doing stupid shit. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, nothing real. I mean, there was news on the Deshaun Watson stuff, but we don't really know anything, so I think we can just pretty much move past that for now until there's yeah. more for now. more stuff. Yep. Um, next one here, which was, this caught me off guard. Marquise Hollywood Brown was arrested for speeding Wednesday morning. Yeah, that was weird. Do we Criminal speeding. Yeah. So do we think that the league is going to take action to this or is he just going to be fined and everything's going to move along normal? How does this affect the Cardinals offense? I should, let's just start there. Mike, go ahead. They have, I think the NFL has so much going on that something like this isn't going to be that big of a deal. They have to deal with Kamara still and that's already being pushed back and they have to deal with this dolphin stuff and then all the stuff with Deshaun. Yeah, no, you're fine with Marquise brown in this offense laplante how about you let the listeners know the lowdown on kamara since i kind of plugged data right there so his trial got delayed 60 days which is gonna i mean at least push him into the start of the regular season so he should be starting off the season it's just whether he gets suspended during the season it could so, be like what happened with Zeke a few years back, right? Where Zeke yep. played 10, 10 or 12 games and all of a sudden he was out for those next four because it finally the, went through. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it could depend. It could take a while, honestly, with this, the, the latest date I saw was 29th for Kamara was his date for that. I think so. September 29th. Okay. Yeah, that would that makes sense. So that'll be interesting. But uh LaPlante, let's hop back to Hollywood Brown. Do you think this affects anything with the Cardinals or anything or no? I mean it affects it a little bit for the training camp, you know, getting the continuity together with them. But uh I mean really there's not much uh, ramifications to this. I mean, he still has the chemistry with Kyler Murray from college. I mean, he's a deep ball thrower, Kyler Murray. Marquise Brown is a deep ball uh, route runner. If he can learn to catch the ball, (laughs) nothing will be wrong. 
Um, I, I assume he's not going to, you know, just forget to catch the ball, even worse than he did in Baltimore. But uh, we do have a question here from Brandon, and uh, I won't lie, it's a little bit long, so I'm not going to put it on the screen because it's kind of like a two-parter, it looks like. But uh, he wants to know, uh, he's noticed Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, and Travis Etienne are all going around where he would pick at his RB2 spot. What do you? Who do you think has the highest ceiling, and who do you think is the most reliable out of the three? I know the only non-injured one is Josh, Joshy, and his, uh, he has Adams now to open the box more, but J.K. and Etienne both look so enticing for some reason. And no problem, Brandon. You don't have to apologize for a long question, man. <laughs> um, do you guys need me to repeat anything in that? No, no, no I'm, I'm reading it right now. Yeah, the highest ceiling for me is Travis Etienne. I've talked about him all offseason. I'd have I to love agree. It. Yeah, he's going to be used a lot in the passing game. I know everyone's loving up on James Robinson being back already from his Achilles and all that stuff, um, but I'm not really buying into it. We saw when Cam Akers came back last year, he struggled. I know it's a, it was a shorter time, sp- time span with Cam, but I'm not too worried about James Robinson cutting into his workload, and ETN's just a big play waiting to happen, so that that's where I lean with that. And he's been that, looking good. Mm-hmm, that's who I've drafted out of the three, too, right there. I'm a little on the opposite end of that fence, uh, Dylan, and I'm sure you already knew that. Yeah, I know but, you. You're. I, I wanted you to go into Dobbins here, so hopefully you're going to go in. Well, no, it's not that I'm going to go into Dobbins. Uh, there you go, Jacobs. Well, no, it's it's Etienne. <laughs> he's just he's one of those play- dude. He hasn't played an NFL snap yet. We don't know what we're going to get from him. All right, now, yeah, he could be phenomenal, but he can also be a bust because there hasn't even been a downplay because he was injured in the preseason last year. Yes, he's looking great, which is very positive for him, being, uh, doing all this work in the training camp, coming off of this, uh, I believe it was the Liz Frank injury. It's a very big positive for him. But you know what also is a big positive for the Jaguars? James Robinson's not starting out on the PUP list, and he's looking good in training camp too. He's not doing you know much contact, but he's at least moving around, and he's the one who had Achilles injury last year. Like – so I really do think they want to incorporate James Robinson into the mix. Um, Etienne is obviously going to be the passing down back, but if you look at the stature and the archetype of Travis Etienne, I'm sorry, he's not a in between the tackles running back. That's what they're going to be using James Robinson for. Mm. I get so, what you're saying. Yeah. In PPR, I, I like Etienne. All right, but uh, you know I'm gonna. I think the ceiling play is J.K. Dobbins. I know he's a, he's the ceiling play because of the injury risk. But Josh Jacobs is the safe play. Go on. Mm. I get anything to it. Is Josh Jacobs the safest play? I mean, they used him a lot in the Hall of Fame game. Why? <laughs> that, that, that is a little goofy. <laughs> he doesn't get injured, and even when he does, he still plays surprisingly. The only thing is Kenyon Drake is definitely going to be stealing a ton of targets. from who, who I would pick out of those three would be J.K. Dobbins. But he asked me who was the ceiling, who was yeah, the Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I think ET, as long as ETN gets 12 touches a week, he's going to be perfectly fine with those 12 touches a week. Yeah, he, But he, as he, your RB2? Like, I'd take that as my flex. If he gets, I love that as my flex. If he gets, you know, seven, eight carries, Mike. And I was thinking like 10. Four, four or five catches in the passing game, you know, he's he's already getting there. I don't. He, do you think the Jaguars are going to be good enough to where he's going to be getting double-digit carries and 
James I didn't, Robinson. Have no, I didn't say. Carries? I didn't say double digit carries. You said fifteen. I said twelve uh, to fifteen touches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, enough. not carries. In, yeah, no, in the passing game too, especially if like you you were just gonna go into the Jaguars struggling as a team. Who's I, who's gonna be in when they're down catching little dump offs from Trevor Lawrence? That's gonna be Trevor Etienne. Yes. Yeah, yep. I'll give you that. He's gonna probably be a garbage time king mm, for sure. For sure. But, but ho- hopefully that helped you out, Brandon. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a long discussion, but yeah, long question deserves a uh, long answer. Let's go jump into the next thing. Wideouts, guys, they're getting paid right now. DK Metcalf, three years, 72 million, 58 million guaranteed. Debo Samuel, three years, 71 million, 41 guaranteed. And he's got a bunch of incentives, some rushing incentives in there. Like if he gets over th- uh, three rushing touchdowns, I heard this on the Ringer Ringer um, Fantasy Football Podcast. He gets over three rushing touchdowns. It's like another extra two hundred grand or something. Yeah, so you're, he's definitely going to begin the carries. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be more than that. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yep. And then the the one that came across today actually was Deontay Johnson on a shorter extension, two years, thirty six million, twenty seven guaranteed. Um, kind of surprised by that. How come, Mike? Yes, no. They don't pay. Elaborate. They don't like to pay steel. They Steelers don't like to pay wide receivers that much necessarily. They kind of like funnel funnel them out a little bit, at least the last few years. Plus, they drafted Pickens and Claypool is still under contract. So I just thought I would. It, Who's also maybe one year, maybe one year, but I can I'm see gonna, why they kept him. I'm going to be good. honest with you. Like, I think they hate Chase Claypool. It's possible. I think, I think that's kind of what it. It shows. I think he's a knucklehead, and that's probably why they got Pickens because yeah. they do the exact same thing, kind of. And if you want to talk about somebody blowing up from all this trading camp buzz, I just see George Pickens all over Twitter, all over the place right now. Yeah, I've been seeing. We that knew it, man. We knew it. With the first team, he has not been playing with the special teams, which means they want to keep him in the game plan for the offense. Mm-hmm. He, you want to talk about a sneaky late round mm-hmm. upside right there. George Pickens could be uh, a sleeper. The only thing is, is you're betting on Mitch Trubisky. And it didn't True work that. for the Bears. I don't know if it'll work for you. And Mitch hasn't looked good. And Mason Rudolph is Mason Rudolph. And Kenny Pickett hasn't looked good either. Yeah, guys. apparently but, Kenny Pickett's way behind. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprised. First, it's it's for defense, guys. Yeah, and it's the Fair. first week. In, it's the first week of training camp ish still, so the offense should be behind the defense too. You know that that makes sense. Um, what this is the biggest question I want to talk to you guys about, and the Laplan. I'm going to start with you, and it has to do with Debo. I've been struggling drafting him where he's going as like wide receiver six, wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight, somewhere in there as your wide receiver one with him signing this contract. I don't know if this eases me a little bit. Does this, are you okay with taking him where he's being drafted as your wide receiver one? Um, if he falls to me, you know, at a reasonable price, cause uh, do you know his ADP off the top hand right now? I know it's uh, you know, it's like wide receiver, like eight, five, Wait, I, it, it, was I like would eight. think it would be more like five. I'm looking right now. Keep talking. But, uh, I mean, I can see it. Dude scored six rushing touchdowns last year. <laughs> yeah, that's so silly. That is weird. On uh, 59 attempts. Um, 
you know, it's one off, but that's pretty much a sixth of his attempts. He was catching or rushing it in for a touchdown, which is kind of stupid. I wonder how but, much was in the goal line. No, I actually, I lied. Oh, wow. I was looking at the wrong number. He caught yeah. six touchdowns, rushed for eight. That's what, more weird. Yeah, he's not going to get to eight touchdowns. I'll tell you guys that right he's now. At no, least he's going to get three. I actually but here's was, the thing. He I might went, he he might regress in the rushing touchdowns, but uh, regress more to the mean in the receiving category. Because well, that's how he takes over, man. That's true. I am kind of actually digging where he's going. He's going as wide receiver 10 right now behind Keenan He's Allen. dropped. He's yeah, dropped. He, he has dropped, yeah. Behind I got him so early in Scott Fishbowl, it felt like. Behind for his wide receiver. Behind Keenan Allen, behind Tyree Kill. I think I'm taking Debo Samuel over both of those guys. I don't and mind he, that now, actually. And he's right yeah. ahead of T. Higgins and Michael Pittman, who I would rather have Debo ahead of. So yes. I think he, he, I'm looking at him at wide receiver eight. And then I'm having an issue. Would you take rather have him or Mike Evans, who's wide receiver seven right now? I like Mike Evans more, man. I think, uh, dude, I want it's stability, right? At the I want part of that offense. You want part of that Tampa Bay offense? That that Tampa Bay offense threw six hundred times last year. Like, yeah, it's gonna be insane. And then the next one, I, the last one I want to ask you is Debo Samuel or oh, I lost it. I lost CD Lamb. Shit. I go Debo. Say that I, one more I, time. I, I would go Debo, yeah. CD Lamb or Debo? That one's Debo. I think I'm leaning CD Lamb, guys. Especially, let me just walk right into this. James Washington, guys. He, I don't want to say he was a big free agent signing, but I feel like he was going to kind of be a decently big part of this Dallas offense with Michael Especially Gallup. Especially Gallup, you know. yeah. Yeah, he had suffered a Jones fracture, I think it was, which was what happened to Derrick Henry last year. So he's going to be out six to ten weeks. Yes. CD Lamb can see 175 but, damn targets this season. But they're going to be having a safety over the, over the top of him and watching him the whole time since yeah. they got no other second. I feel like it helps Dolan Schultz more than anything. They're going to leave it wide open for Dolan one-on-one with a linebacker. My only, my only concern is just we've never seen CD be the number one. It's been Amari drawing the number one coverage. It hasn't been CD. Amari. But I'm not worried about he that. He's still drawing it. I feel like <laughs> CD Lamb is the least person of – that I need to worry about being an alpha wide receiver, though. To be honest with you, he just you don't even like, look like one. No, but he has. He does. But when he, he screams alpha receiver. Though. Yes, when he go in to catch the football, it just oh man. Uh, His run after the catch I is pretty it. insane too. Yes, Laplante. Let me just throw you right on the spot, and you better be ready. <laughs> Jalen Tur- Jalen Tolbert, late round guy. Yes, no. What do you think? Yeah, I love him. Um, especially now with, uh, like you said, the news to James Washington. Um, obviously, it's an uptick for Dalton Schultz a little bit, but I do love Tolbert as a sneaky round pick, kind of like a George Pickens, um, who could see early involvement in the offense. I, I Man, it's hard to see CeeDee Lamb getting 170 targets. Yeah, that, I, was, I, exaggerated. I exaggerated. I know. And what? my only thing is because is I think this defense is going to make a step up, which is going to help them – not have to throw it as much. You know what I, I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, let me, let, let me switch. Let me ask you this, Ike. 
does this help Tony Pollard out at all and his fantasy value? Yeah, a big time. Some more big work time. in the slot. Are they gonna? Does he kind of just become a wide receiver now? Because he did play a lot of wide receiver in college they're, too. They're Is starting to do plays with those two together on the field already in camp. So now with what's his name going down, James Washington, I can see it even more. Move to- might- Tobert outside, although it moves CD out of his comfort zone because he is a slot receiver that's where he belongs in the slot yep yep so i don't could this be the will fuller landing spot as the field that'd be sweet why i saw they they don't have a ton of money i he i think he he's from texas right i know he played in houston obviously for a while for some reason i want to say he's from texas but um go ahead lapine Oh, I was just gonna say I saw Jerry uh, Jerry Judy Jerry Jones um, quote saying that they're not interested in a veteran receiver just yet. Dalton Schultz to the moon, Jalen Tolbert to the moon, CD. Jerry Jones is the one who Fico- says it. Semi whatever his name is. Semi Ficoho. They did sign um, a wide receiver from the other football league, the USL, USFL. The USFL M- MVP, right? Yes, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. I cannot remember his name for the life of nope. me, though. He might, he might see some work, maybe some touches or targets, maybe. Sure. But uh, let's let's move on to our next category here, guys. Um, and we are going to talk about something that's going on right now, but they're not okay. playing. What? The Jaguars wide receiving core. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, at this point, it kind of seems like LaVisca Chenault's dead. Um <laughs> Somebody check his post. Come on, man. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. They might put him at running back a little bit while James Robinson's still hurt. Do you know CPR? Let go of the hope, Ike. It's yes, gone. I do. All right. Never well, give up hope, man. You. Never give up hope you. on the Viscinator. But but basically, I just want to I want to I want to see your guys' <laughs> rank for these receivers um, because I actually got an update from Fantasy Pros here. Um, that states, and it was from Luke Maldonado, uh, a Jaguars correspondent. Marvin Jones will start at wide receiver in the Jaguars' new look offense this season, according to the Jaguars report. It's been no secret this offseason that Jones would be the opening week starter, but the release of the Jacksonville step chart makes it official. Jones will start across from Zay Jones and Christian Kirk in the slot, as all three have been taking first team reps. Raquan Treadwell is the only Jag- other Jaguars receiver to take any first team reps. That's just what we need by LaVisca Chanel. <clears throat> uh, Paul's check. Poor guy. <laughs> Notably leaving fantasy's lightning rod, LaVisca Chanel, uh, the odd man out, like we said. But uh, Marvin Jones, man, I just rank him real quick. I, I do like this news here, but I, I still would put Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, um, and then Zay Jones. Just a uh, little bit closer now, maybe. Because I don't like Christian Kirk in the slot now. I thought he was a, he could do the big play, so I thought they'd let him loose on the outside. But oh, he really? might be peppered I, with targets now, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm actually the opposite with it. I like that he's in there. I'm more worried about, and, you know, I've hyped up Christian Kirk all offseason. Marvin Jones saw 120 targets last year, guys. Led Jacksonville in receiving. Uh Maybe him and Trevor Lawrence just have a built-in chemistry and they're totally Maybe. cool with each other. And I wonder if that's going to eat away at Christian Kirk. It's a veteran Kirk. leadership. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to eat away at Christian Kirk's 
fantasy value that I've been hyping up all offseason. Marvin kind Jones of, always getting 90-plus targets, man. It, did it will, with, even, it will lead into his value, but with how low he's going in drafts, it's still good. he's still going to recoup the value for that. Wide receiver 50-something Marvin Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Him and Christian Kirk. Because everybody has the recency bias from last year. Yes, this offense was god-awful. But it's not going to be the same offense anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different scheme, different coaches, hopefully a little bit better of a defense. Eh. Yeah. Nah. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, you, have, you spent the number one pick on a pass rusher. You think he'd be good. I'm assuming I can only assume, but I'm pretty positive that they're, they're going to be coached a little bit better this season. <laughs> it's a good assumption. It's they safe to assume that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy's jumping into the next piece of news, Matt Stafford. Oh, this is a little bit worrisome. I know it's, hmm. I know it's August 4th guys, but he's, Struggle bad tendonitis in his throwing elbow, and Sean McVay came out and said that it's really abnormal for a quarterback to have that much pain right now. And he's gotten injections in his elbow and stuff. Uh, what does this do for Cooper Cup's value, the whole Rams offense, and all? Like, let's have you start as you're sucking on your Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Sweet man, thanks for that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not too worried about it right now. Not until we get a little bit closer, but he's still got a month and a – when's it start? September 5th, the season opener? Uh, September 11th, I think. So he's got a month plus, so a month and a week about. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it yet. 11th, yep. I wouldn't worry about it just yet. I mean, I'm a little worried. Um, Didn't Dak – oh, my bad. Didn't Dak have that? Dak did have elbow problems last year at the start of K. Okay. He had, I, thought, um, I thought so. Shoulder fatigue or arm fatigue or something is what they were called. Gotcha. Yeah, so did Trey Lance. Well, that's because he hasn't thrown a football. Trey Lance should it because he's <laughs> 22 years old. All right, I just want to retract back to uh, Dylan. Dude, I wish we had a graphic that just screams bust right here. Poof. What, Mike? He hasn't thrown a ball in how long? It seems how like long? three years since he sat out the COVID year. He then started he started two games bench, last year. And then he sat on the bench for – Pretty much all last year. He started two games last yes, year. I exaggerate. Touchdowns. Mike, I was exaggerating a little bit. He's played two games in a three little. Years. He's exa- <laughs> He's played two games in three years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's only been in the league for now twice, and the year before he got drafted, he played some college games. So it's more than two. Defend him all you want, man. It's bullshit. <laughs> The, the train's going off the tracks here, guys. We're talking about Trey Lance, and we're supposed to be talking about Matt Stafford. I mean, I was having this discussion with the fantasy community because they were upset with me for ranking Trey Lance over Matthew Stafford. But maybe this is more reaffirmation. Uh, it just means Kirk Cousins slots in there, not Trey. Kirky. Top 10 quarterback. We're not going to hear the end of it from Dylan, though. You understand that. That's my quarterback. <laughs> I did get him and Justin Jefferson in a best ball stack, though, and that was really nice. I felt really good about that. It, it wet your whistle? It wet my <laughs> way. It wet my way and it wet my whistle. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think that's the last piece of the training camp news. Uh, news. You guys want to hop into some of these questions that we got from the Facebook uh, posts? Yeah. yeah, sure. There's some good questions, too. All right. 
Uh, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, or Keenan Allen as my wide receiver one at the two spot in the second round. So the 202, Ike, who would you rather have, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, or Keenan Allen as your wide receiver one? We just talked about it earlier, but I'd still go. I'd go Mike Evans. I want part of that offense. Yeah, out of these three, um, I'm a little shocked you didn't take T. Higgins just because he's your boy. That's my guy. I'd rather have him as a wide receiver two, though. Agreed. Yep. That's fair. Good but, man. yeah, it's Mike Evans here. Um, he's a sailing play. Keenan Allen's a floor play. T. Higgins is the out-of-line play. <laughs> Hope for the best that he just goes off. Yeah, and I think I lead. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Evans as well. Nice. Yeah, I know that's not like me, but I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I'm, bu- I'm buying it. It's taking you I'm how buy- many years? <laughs> he's got seven straight thousand yard. Season, so I think uh, seven years. <laughs> All right, just like you said, to, I, I'm pretty sure you were the one that said this to me. All right, guys, I hate to break it to you. Now he's not going to have a good season. Yep. Dylan's oh, no. He's going to tweak his hamstring. Or it's because Julio's there, yeah, man. Julio's gonna knock, on wood. knock on wood that he does. Ike, nice <laughs> freaking transfer to the next guy. Yeah. Bringing up Julio, man. Is Julio Jones my thing, bro. worth a late round draft pick. There's been some weird rumors going on. Let, let me just hop in real quick. There was a rumor that he's going to take over the Gronk red zone snaps and stuff like that plays. That doesn't make sense. No, he can't catch the, a touchdown. What was the one thing <laughs> Julio Jones that's not true. throughout his career? <laughs> not a touchdown guy. You act as if guy. it was Julio's fault. But why? But Mike, when he got thrown the ball, he caught touchdowns. Mike, but it was he went. Hold on, now I gotta pull it up. It's uh, just hold on, he didn't though. get thrown the ball in the red zone. But you're acting like Matt Ryan was the corpse of Matt Ryan forever. He wasn't. <laughs> Matt Ryan was a good. Quarterback. Why are you saying he's a corpse right now? He might be <laughs> fine in Indy. <laughs> yeah, they have a great offensive line. He'll be good in Indy. He'll be good in Indy. Good run game. Good offensive line. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, only good one one good wide receiver. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'm I I you, I was gonna say, are you done? Because I was just gonna say, I I love Julio Jones as a late round pick. Oh now, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take your aches uh, and your lumps with him when he if he gets injured. Because at this point in his at this stage of his career, he is a little bit injury prone, and he used to be the type of guy that played through his injuries, and he's just not doing it anymore. But Brady attempted over 600 passing attempts last year, guys. I mean, that's a huge pie. And if Julio can stay healthy, and you know, especially if that news about the red zone's good, I love weird this year's. Yeah, uh, I'm digging him too a little bit. Uh, he's not someone I'm have to have or anything, but like Ike was saying about Mike Evans, you want a piece of this offense, and if that's the piece of this offense, then that you got, then so be it. What if he Great could do what Antonio Brown did last year? You would want that. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Can we not want him running off the field? <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it would be super weird if he did. Like, uh, wow, it must just be playing with Tom, I guess, or something. I guess it's playing with Tom. <laughs> yeah, too much. Ask too much of him. Just think about what an interesting cat Antonio Brown is. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, he is he is definitely interesting. But I mean, let's move on to our next question. You know, somebody that got asked a lot of last year. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, and he delivered for us, guys. 
But it's a new year. We got new receiving options in uh, Detroit. We got Jameson Williams, DJ Sharks making buzz. Um, we got TJ Hawkinson still, DeAndre Swift. Can a, um, the Sun God be a top 24 wide receiver this year? He's currently going as wide receiver 29 around guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Slant God Thomas, Elijah <laughs> Moore, Adam, all I do is catch touchdowns, Thielen, and Gabe Davis. Gabe. Wow, Gabe the Davis. one player you like in there, you don't even have a name for. No, but did you guys like <laughs> there or no? You're not going to pick put overrated between pick. Gabe Davis. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll die on that hill, man. I definitely think there's a possibility that Amon Ross St. Brown could produce top 24 upside. Why not? Uh, he, I know he saw a ridiculous amount of volume, and it's obviously he's not going to see that this season. Um, but if he's efficient with those targets, those great targets that Jared Goff's going to be throwing him. Fantastic targets, man. I mean, for training camp, the targets have been great to DJ Shark. He's catching touchdowns. Really? <laughs> I actually missed the DJ Shark hype train. It's been good? Yeah, it's been Don't good. Don't go back DJ on it, Dylan. I wouldn't get back on it. The weird thing yeah. is, is I haven't seen anything about him on Raw. You don't need That's to. The... He's already well-established. Yeah, one year, well-established. It's, it's <laughs> all mean, that volume. Takes. Saw, man. And Jared Goff is the checkdown king, and Amonrah is kind of the, the bigger slot position. So I feel like it's going to be the easier-ish target on the field. You can't tell me you don't like the same God. Amonrah kind of reminds me of Michael Thomas when he first came into the league. Like a really good route runner, always mm-hmm. just seems to be open. And no, he's not just running slants. <laughs> and he he's I know. going he's going in a decent spot too, guys, at wide receiver twenty nine. Like, would you rather have him or Rashad Bateman? Bateman. Oh shit. I'd rather I'm not I, the Bateman. sun god. The sun god. Would you rather have him or Jerry Judy? Oh shit. Mm-hmm. With Tim Patrick the news I go Tim Judy. Patrick? Boom. <laughs> It's close, but I still go. I still go, Jerry, with that one. And then Darnell Mooney or Amon Ross St. Brown. Darnell, possible number one right there. I guess Darnell, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, (laughs) Juju. That one, that one, you can argue with me on. That one's closer. Yeah, totally. But uh, I think we can move on. I think Juju's gonna do really well. Next question. After J2, who, who do you guys have as your next two picks in redraft? Ike, I'll start with you. Eckler and C-Mac. My bad, C-Mac, Eckler, that, that order. LaPlante, what's your I would want to run back first three. I don't think – I don't believe him. He would put Eckler in front of C-Mac. That was his gut initial reaction. No. <laughs> I think C-Mac. what you mean is Eckler at number two. I mean, I'm keeping him at home link, so – that's fair. Um, but I have idealistically, I know I'm going to get, you know, you get crap for it and you're going to have to, you know, just take it because if he's healthy, man, CMC is going to win you a championship. It's stupid. Guy averages two, uh, 23.2 points per game when he's on the field. That is by far like the best in fantasy history, guys. He's fantasy anomaly. Out. A bit so he can stay healthy. 
It'd probably be a good idea, yeah. <laughs> Maybe like 18's fine. 18's still running back one pretty much. Maybe so he deserves to be that number two. But number three is where it gets a little hairy. I mean, if you're in PPR, man, you could absolutely make the case for Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. I think you could even throw Dalvin Cook in there. Gonna steal my thunder. Oh, about taking Dalvin Cook? I don't know yeah, about Dalvin Justin, Cook. I don't Justin know about Jeff. that noise. I think Justin Jefferson needs to be the third pick in draft in redrafts, and you could totally over make. Cooper it, Cup? Yeah, and you could totally make a case that he could go second over McCaffrey if you, uh, want, no. if you want the stability. I didn't put this question on the show sheet, guys, but I I want to talk talk to you about this, Laplante. I want to get your opinion. How many times? And you know that I'm team running back with my first pick usually, okay? But how many times? Do we need to get burned by a running back early before we change? Before, I've been burned so many times, bro. Before we go to the stability of the wide receiver position and take a Justin Jefferson and take a Cooper Cup. And those are the only two really receivers that I'd take that high. Stephon Diggs. At what point do we do we change and do we attack those positions just because of the stability and just because of the safeness in the first round? Cause you don't want to get burned in the first round. And that's a fact. If you waste your first round pick on Christian McCaffrey, it very good chance that that's going to ruin your season. Yeah. And it's a good chance if, you know, someone like Justin Jefferson gets injured, that can ruin your season just as easily. Whoa, whoa, there's a lot less injury <laughs> worries with wide receivers than they are with running backs. That's running so backs true. Constantly getting because, shit beat yes. out of him. But here's the thing. As great, as safe as a wide receiver is, everybody is chasing what Cooper Cup did last year. All right? It does not happen every year. Cooper Cup's not going to do it again. I doubt Justin Jefferson's going to do what he did. As much hype as we're giving him. All right. It does not happen that often. What Cooper Cup seasons did is an anomaly. And I get it. But you know what the most inconsistent position in fantasy football outside of the tight end position? It's the wide receiver. Cooper yeah. Cup was fantastic last year. I believe, I can't remember the exact number, but I believe he uh, was above like 18 fantasy points per game, at least every Dude, single game. He busted game. one game. Every game yeah, he, he finished top twenty-four or higher. Yeah, he not, never. He never name had another a game wide receiver on, that's done he that. never had a game. Wasn't under even like close. Fantasy points. It'd probably be my only guess, to be honest with you. And this is the best fantasy player I've ever had on my roster. You guys probably know what I'm going to say. Yeah, probably Antonio the best. Brown. Yes, that was probably the last time that I'd do that because Antonio Brown was True. an unreal fantasy player for that like three-year span. What about Absolutely. Megatron that one year? I don't know if he, I, he was a still inconsistent though because he didn't have the touchdowns all the time. That sure, was the only sure. downside with him. Mm. But yeah, no, it's you're betting on the Cooper Cup season, which has a lesser probability of happening than your running back getting injured in the first round. Yes, your running backs, running backs, not many of them play a full year, but if you can get twelve to fourteen games out of a running back, that's a win. And if you're getting the number one running back, the the person who gets targets and rushing attempts, you know, kind of like a souped-up Debo Samuel, give me that all day. And I, I get that. 
I, you know, but you can always draft some running backs in the back end to help you out if that happens. You're never going to get somebody to replace CMC. But I'm telling you, if you, stay, if you ask anybody who had CMC the year he went off, I guarantee you about 99% of them won their championship. Next I don't know about 99, but I'd say 80 plus for sure. Mm, yeah. We know one. I mean, our buddy Sean, yeah. when he had he, he, first year back in the league, has CMC go on a tear. I mean, he had some help from Lamar Jackson because that was his MVP year. But, dude, if you have CMC for a full year, you have such an advantage. It's just not even fair. It's Ike, like what, having two Travis Kelseys. Ike, what's your take on it? Are you tired of getting burned by the running backs at all? Or are you, I am. Are you I most certainly am because my past probably four or five years of our home league, I've gone running back, running back. It has been good except for my one championship year. I think I'm. Uh, it hasn't been good. I just want a championship. I don't want to say uh, one out of the five. Yeah, I don't want to stay. Say I'm a hundred percent staying away from the running back, running back start. But I'm a hundred percent more going the route of like running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then hopefully getting Travis Etienne or AJ Dillon as my running back too, right there. Sure. You might have to take him in the fourth round or the fifth round or the fourth round, ideally the fifth round. Um, but yeah, Man, there's just, into that running back but Mike, zone, there's though, just there's... so much value, but I kind of like the running back dead zone with, because of AJ Dillon and Travis Etienne, because they, ha- they have that upside right there. Get Tony Pollard out of my face. Nah, Tony usage, Pollard. man. It's going to be used a lot. You want to talk about usage? Let's talk about the guy who's going to get majority of the touches in that fucking backfield, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Nice segue. Nice segue. I'm just killing it, man. Just killing next, it right now. <laughs> next question. What type of ceiling does Zeke Chubb and Aaron Jones have if their handcuff goes down? Um, I love Zeke and Aaron Jones if the handcuff goes down. The fuck? Why not Chubb? What? I was saying Chubb, Chubb might the starting be the quarterback player. for this year. It don't matter. It don't matter. Okay, so when they stack the box. I'm sure they've been stacking the box on this man since he started the league, and he's still popping out 5.5 yards per game. It matters to an extent. It matters to an extent because their offensive line is also very good. It's not the best in the league anymore like it was. But but it's it's really good. But I'm telling you right now, if Jacoby Brissett can't throw the ball, you know what they're going to expect? Nick Rush. Nick Rush. Kareem, pass. Nick Rush. Some dudes are just hard to take down, man, and one of them is Nick Chubb. That's true. I think Aaron Jones, the top five running back, if there's no A.J. Dillon, just think of all the passing game work and all the touchdowns he would get. That'd be completely absurd. Nick Chubb, I agree with Ike. He would probably also be a top five running back, even though Jacoby Brissett's probably going to be his quarterback. And Zeke, I'd say probably top eight guy. Yeah, I don't even yeah. have Nick Chubb ranked as an RB one. I get that shit out of here. Why though? Oh, I um, well, he doesn't get any passing work. That's huge in PPR. All he needs is two hundred and fifty carries at his yards per carry average, dude. It's like fourteen hundred yards. Okay, so touchdowns. when Derrick Henry di- when Derrick Henry did it, you didn't want him, but Nick Chubb does it, you want him. I see. I got you. From where he's going, yeah, Derrick Henry was going as running back one or two at the time. Nick Chubb's going as what, what like. 12 or 13 right now. He's got a point. Yeah, it, is, it is decent value. He is going as as running back 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, he also gets hurt all the time. Derrick Henry don't get hurt. Dick Chubb's actually running back 14. Derrick um, Henry got hurt for the one time. That's fine. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was pretty much – it might have been his first actual all all around. Oh, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, we got anything else, guys, or does that pretty much wrap it up? Um, man, I, I can't think of anything else unless you guys have gotten any news by then. I've just been seeing things that Stefan Diggs is so good. I love watching him run routes. <laughs> uh, right. But I do want to me- I do want to mention to you guys, and Joe kind of spoiled the news there a little earlier with his comment. We are doing a fantasy six pack live draft next week, guys, on the podcast. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah, it's a it, it's a paid entry league, and it's twelve writers from our writing staff all going to be in. Um, we're going to have guys pop in and out here, talk about their thoughts on their picks. And all that news. And I honestly can't wait. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. 12 teams, full PPR, one quarterback, two running back, three receivers, and three flex, and six bench spots. And we're going to do that next week on the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel, guys. So hit that what little time bell. time are starting that? Um, it, the draft is at 9 Eastern time. So make sure you guys hit you hit that bell for the notifications. So you get notified when we go live next week to do that. Uh, Pretty much a live mock draft for you guys. No, but it's not a mock. It's a live real draft. I know, but it's a, they're not in it, so it's a mock draft for them to go off of yeah, the analysts. for sure. And, uh, and we're paying money to be in the league, so it's we're all taking it. Yeah, there's something on the league. line. Um, I'm sure with a couple guests that we're going to have popping in and out, I'm sure there's going to be shit talking on, on the street. You guys are so, so fked. I'm going to uh, destroy you guys. Gonna, oh, dude, enough with that already. <laughs> I'm not afraid. But nice yeah. shirt, dude. That's like a shirt Kindergartner would wear. <laughs> a shirt a, a, a wear you went out on me. I didn't hear a kindergartner would wear. A kindergartner. I what kindergartners do you see wearing collars? Uh Cooper would wear school day, bro. Cooper would Picture wear day. like that all day long. Picture day. <laughs> all right. Congratulations. I don't know who any, who's wearing this picture day though. <laughs> A kindergartner? Why not? <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. I think that's <laughs> pretty... the only one I know that dresses their kids in kid in college shirts. But that's just because <laughs> my kids got swag, man. The all white Air Force ones. You already know. That's I like... think that's more Ashley's doing. Hell yeah! Woo! Oh yeah! All right. But yeah, guys. Like I said, please <laughs> like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit the subscribe button on the uh, Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Um, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at dclemens2222. You can follow Mike Body at ike2121. Follow at or follow Mike Laplante at be like underscore Mike with two eyes. And we will talk to you all next week. See you guys. Have a good one. See you.